Welcome back to the American Aces NFL Podcast, our weekly NFL podcast, bringing all you Americans the latest and greatest in the world of the NFL. I'm coming to you live from Los Angeles, and we have our great mate Rory Atkins coming to you from the Gold Coast. So there's a little bit of lag this week. It's because of that one. But Rat, how are you, brother? Thank you for getting up nice and early. Uh, prime time for me, about 1.52, three hours and oh. about 17 minutes out before Thursday night football. Oh, I'm good, mate. The grind doesn't stop, does it, Train? Committed to the cause, aren't you, over there? Bloody times are tough. It is tough when you're trying to work with you on time zones. I'd like to get you up at 5.30 just so you could uh, commit to this one. So I appreciate you getting up and about for this. Now, let's get straight into it, mate. NFL um, in week six, there was a lot that went down. Um, and I'm going to start with Miami. They are the most exciting team to watch in the league by the Flemington straight. What do you love so much about watching Miami? Oh, I like their just big playability, mate. You saw, look, Carolina took it to them for a bit and then just out of nowhere, Tyreek Hill to the house, Waddle pops up for a tutty. And just on those touchdowns as well, uh, Tua could have thrown it to any of his three receivers then, as as we were mentioning uh, when we were texting during the game. Yeah, I, I just think that they, they, you can have any defense in front of them. They've got weapons everywhere and, uh, I must say it was a great game to watch. Everything went well. Me and you predicted it. Um, I think, you know, I think you said they they double their score and they exactly did that. And and we both said that Mostert and Waddle and Hill were just the players to load up on and they all scored touchdowns. I think Mostert scored three. Hill had 163 yards. Um, Waddle's the interesting one. I still, he still hasn't like got going in terms of putting up like 150 yards like a Hill. Tyreek Hill's genuinely the wide receiver one and looking at like going 100 every week. 100's almost a poor game. Like 150 is what we expect from him at the moment. It's outstanding. Uh, we'll move on though. They're, they're just awesome to watch. Anyone that supports the, the, you know, the Dolphins right now. The need for speed. I wonder if other clubs start looking into this because you see this with football clubs uh, and any sporting fr- franchise. As soon as something goes well, they all try to copy it clearly obvious they've just gone for speed on offense and it's working and i saw a clip uh, i can't remember his name i should know this i didn't write it down but there's a guy that tyreek hill reckons is quicker who's just uh, on the sidelines he hasn't i don't think he started yet but he's the third fastest in their team uh, there's a bit of footage of him running on the sidelines so there's more speed to come i'm uh, i'm aware of um Righto, what about the rumours circulating uh, for trades? I'll start with Devontae Adams. I want him to go to the Ravens. He's not happy. They've won the last two games, but he still thinks his legacy and winning the right way, which is throwing him the ball, is why he's there. What are your thoughts on the Devontae Adams and Las, um, Las Vegas Raiders situation? Yeah, I saw those comments uh, this morning. And he said, you're a player like me. Mentally, my benchmark is not wins and losses. It's greatness. So when I go out here, I expect to be able to have the ability to put that on tape and have the influence on the game. So they've won the last two. They haven't played great opposition, but you'd still think that these comments wouldn't come out whilst whilst winning. Um, look, as you mentioned, mate, squeaky wheel. Look after him this week. Um, he's, he's due for a big one, but it's just not what you want to see coming out of your camp after winning two games, is it? No, it's not. But the problem is he won't have Jimmy G under center. They're going to have a backup. 
and when you've got a backup quarterback throwing you the ball, it's it's not going to be, you know, he might get the targets, but they might not be hitting him on the on the titties, as we like to say. So it's going to be an interesting one. He might be getting even more frustrated. I'd love him to go to the Ravens. I think they still need a genuine wide receiver one there. They're spreading the ball around everywhere. If they can get uh, one more player on offense, just to get that offense to click, they'll be the real deal. Jerry Judy has been thrown up all year. Uh, the rumors are he might go to the Colts. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think he'd fit the Colts offense well? I think they've got Pierce, Pittman, a couple of tight ends, um, and obviously their running game's strong. Do you think he'd be great there? Um, yeah, but that's still 12 months off because I think with the Richardson injury, like we saw Minshew last week, he can air the ball out, although he's not as mobile. You saw them getting to him a couple times last week, which forced a couple turnovers. I'm not too – like, Judy has just done nothing for me since since he's been in the league. So, look, he was a first-round draft pick and had great tape at Alabama, but still now, like, I haven't seen it for years on end. So, I just it, – it's not really much doing for me in that regard if they were to acquire Jerry Judy. I've actually liked Jerry Judy the last couple of years. This year hasn't been a lot to like, but he's been stuck in a Broncos offense. So, sometimes it's really hard to kind of – Put your uh, finger on it. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. And Derek Henry, there was a report yesterday, I think on my phone that popped up saying Derek Henry could be getting traded. And if he was to get traded, where would you want him to go? Again, I'll say it, the Ravens. And I think the Bills, personally, I think they need an RB1. They've got, um, you know, Dobbins went down and we, you know, the Bills have been kind of giving... Latavius Murray and Cook, a fair few chunks of play. Like there's no there's no RB1. And if you had a genuine RB1 like Derrick Henry in one of those offenses, they're going to be so hard to stop when you've got quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And then you go to their wide receiver room, which we both know is stacked. So do you think Derrick Henry can land himself at the Ravens or Bills or somewhere else? Do you think they're going to trade him off? Oh, now with Tannehill gone, it's going to be going to be a hard slog for them, I reckon. Oh, it's just still, he's been such a stalwart for the organization. I find it really hard to not see Henry in uh, the Titans' backfield. To your point on the Bills, look, he'd, he'd be a great fit there. You know, take a bit of pressure off Josh Allen. Um, that, that would be a great fit if they were to ship him off. But I just could not see him in another jersey other than the Titans. Yeah, love it. Well, that's pretty much all I've got. On last week, I'll run through a few more things before we go through our bets and get into this week. Look, primetime flops. I've had enough of them, Rat. I'm not even going to spend too many uh, seconds on this, but Broncos at Chiefs, stinker. You've got the Giants at Bills, absolute stinker. Just killing us. These primetime games are mud. We need them to pick it up. We want some points. The NFL should be putting in reports. The commissioner, you just got a three-year deal. Well, guess what, Kamish? Let's get some points on primetime. It's making me sick. I'm watching every snap and not getting anything. And then also massive week six injuries. Lane Johnson, right tackle at Philly. You know he is the security guard there. He is a, got a sore right ankle. Not sure what he's doing this week. C-Mac, oblique slash rib. Um, and also Debo right shoulder. Ryan Tannehill's done a right ankle, left the field early. Justin Fields right thumb, not great. Lawrence left knee, rumored to get warmed up and should start tonight. Tonight um, will be the morning for you. Uh, Thursday night football, that should be a cracker. I hope he plays. If he's not playing, it'll be again another primetime 
you know, just sloppy kind of game if he's not there, I'd imagine. Jimmy G's out with a back, as I said, not great for Devontae Adams. And then you've got David Montgomery with a sore rib, expected to miss time. We'll talk about the Detroit Lions running back room shortly. Quickly, last week, our bets. Tommy, my bets, most at touchdown and 90-plus rushing yards, tick. Cooper Cup, touchdown, tick. Where I went wrong was Devontae Adams. He's had 29 yards. I said he'll get 80 uh, and now he's requesting a trade, I think. So you, pretty stiff uh, to have a bloke. That's how angry he is and how angry I was. And then C-Mac over on <laughs> receiving yards. I knew it would be a tight tussle, and so did you with the Browns. Then they got the best defense going around, and I thought they would throw him the ball because they might be in a situation like they were. But guess what? He had 58% snaps and was injured, missed the whole second half pretty much. That cost me that one. So it was a, tw- you know, I hope you all followed Mostert and Cup. And then the rat, I'll never see a batter beat. You've got Tyreek Hill for 100 plus yards. He had 163. Oh. Then you got Cooper Cup for 100 plus yards. He had 148. And then you had Osborne. For 50-plus, he had 48 at halftime and finished the game with 48 yards. That is a bad beat, Rat. What were you thinking? Staggering, mate. And I was there licking my lips. I just I thought the hill in the cup were the morals, which it turned out they were. And then you got KJ Osborne coming in, supposedly feeling a little bit, not all of Justin Jefferson's role with Kirky Cousins there still trying to air the ball out. And I was just watching the second half. Just watching KJ Osborne. Where is he? Where there he is? There he's open. He's open. Oh, you missed him again. Oh, oh. So sorry to the all the aces out there. We're not far off. All right, we're not far off. Back me in. You should. I'm seeing him well. I'm seeing him well. Seeing him very well. And I think that if we just get everyone to listen here, they're our best bets. So you can take them individually, but we like to multi them up just for juice. But we're backing them individually as well. So you're kind of winning if you're backing them individually. They're all paying two to four bucks. Special mentions, I'll give myself a pump up here. I tipped the Jets. I got told I was delusional. That's all right, but that's a pretty big call. The Rat has also had a future bet on Tyreek Hill for the most receiving yards for our punters club, and that is looking amazing. He did hurt his hamstring. Well, we thought he hurt his hamstring, but it was actually cramps. Thank God. Just cramps, mate. Just cramps. Just cramps. So thank God for that one. Um, And just to finish off, SoFi Stadium, uh, for anyone out there, Sports Where I Am is where I book my tickets. If you head to Sports Where I Am, you punch in where you're actually going and the dates, it'll pump, it'll give you all the sports. They're a great friend of ours and they give us a discount code ACES. I get hit up all the time. Train, where do I book my tickets? Da 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 da. Go to sportswhereiam.com and grab yourself some tickets to any sporting event across the world. Uh, that's where I got mine and SoFi Stadium. If I could just say one thing, it is one of the most incredible stadiums. I was in love with it. I can't, I couldn't imagine watching the Super Bowl there a few years ago. Um, but a funny story, I actually, you know, I'm a big Dallas fan. I'm a mate, JK, who works up in uh, Dallas. I didn't have any Dallas kit. I'm obviously a massive uh, fan of the Ravens, but I love all NFL and I couldn't get any Dallas Cowboy kit. So I bought a, just a Chargers top and, Went to the toilets and there was a few uh, Cowboys in the house and no shit. There was 60 Cowboys fans taking a piss. And when you go to take a piss, there's obviously cubicles um, and, you know, and, and they're all full. So I went to the actual toilet where there's like two or three toilets because no one was in there. So I'm in there taking a piss. And all of a sudden this guy goes, whose house? 
cowboy's house and then all of them are chanting and they're going look how pathetic this is there's not one charger in the bloody toilets and out i come i flush the toilet come out and these blokes just start fucking giving it to me booing me telling me i'm fucking a piece of meat oh it was outstanding so the cowboys representation at a Chargers home game and i'm getting booed like can you believe how that's how big the cowboys are they've got the biggest following um and oh mate it was pretty funny actually that was so funny so if you're going to go to a game and the cowboys are playing on the road don't feel embarrassed wearing your dallas cowboys kit because they actually there's more cowboys fans than Chargers or home team anyway i thought i'd share that one with you right let's get into the nfl week seven preview i'll start off six teams on by fantasy football disaster especially if your last name's prestier and sheridan we have a lot of Bengals players so Bengals, cowboys jets panthers texans and titans are all on buys so if you've got fantasy players there, make sure that you sort that one out. Let's get stuck into the games though, Rat. This is where we love to crunch them. I'll start with our prime time matchup. It's the Jags playing the Saints. What do you like about this one? Yeah, well, it seems as though Trevor Lawrence will play. I just saw footage of him then with the big knee brace on. So it'll be interesting to see how mobile he is. Um, I think the Jags can still win. Uh, the Saints' defense has been great. New Orleans' offense hasn't been doing too much of recent. Kamara doesn't look like the Kamara of old. He's still getting a fair few catches, but no big plays in his arsenal. I really want Chris Olave to fire up. Um, look, last week he had 96 yards. As you said, Squeaky Wheel gets the oil, but before that it was 12-4, and four, so look for him to have a big one again. And with uh, Trevor Lawrence's lack of mobility at the minute, oh, I reckon uh, Etienne has a big game this week and look for him to really establish the run game. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, I really like what you said. Etienne is the has been the most impressive back so far this season. His last two weeks, he's had four, he's had four touchdowns. He had 136 yards uh, against Buffalo on the ground and 48 in the air. And then last week, another 55, two touchdowns and 28 in the air. He's been super impressive. Although this week he gets a really bloody tough matchup against the Saints. I've got my eyes on Calvin Ridley. I think he's the player that I expect more from. He's had 101 yards in week one and 122 yards in week five. Outside of those weeks, he hasn't had more than 40 yards receiving. His line's about 52 and a half. I think he gets a great, I think he gets a great matchup this week. Uh, I just expect him to do well. And I think uh, he's the player with value. Uh, and I think ETN will get over for a tutty. But yeah, concern when a quarterback has a sore, sore knee. You'd think Derek Carr is going to get it done. I'll listen to a bit of a few other podcasts this week and 353 yards in the air and only one touchdown, they're struggling in the red zone. So don't think, I, I, honestly, I'm pretty bullish on the Saints. I think they go pretty well. Um, but last week they were disappointing, and I think it's their red zone. So I hope this is high scoring, and I hope they can get it done. But yeah, this game is all about ETN, uh, Kamara, Ridley, and Alave. I think it's a really simple game, and I hope, for once, we get some some prime time points, Rat. I think I'm going to take the over because we can't keep getting the under. Um, but that's pretty much it, mate. The, the, the ETN has been, as I said, the most impressive back so far. If he's a league winner, if you've taken him. And Kamara, don't skip over. He had 28 touches last week. 28. Um, 27. So they're massive touches. Like they're throwing him the ball. They're getting him to run the ball. Uh, so they're the boys that I'll be watching um, closely. Really important game for both of them. Jacksonville are four and two and uh, New Orleans are three and three. So big game. Um, 
Righto, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Lions taking on the Ravens. This game's big, and I'll tell you why it's big. I'll get your thoughts after I read this out. So the Lions are ranked third for yards per game on their on their offense. So their offense generates 383.7 yards a game. But on the flip side, Ravens are ranked two on defense for yards per game. They only allow 260.8 yards per game. So Lions also for points per game, they're ranked fourth. They average 28 points per game. On the flip side, the Ravens defense only allows on average 15.2 points, ranking them number four on defense. So this is offense v defense. Who wins this game, Rat? And who's going to break? Is it going to be the Ravens don't play defense or and you have an offensive juggernaut or this both gets locked down to a real tight tussle? Well, I'm just looking here, mate, at Baltimore's opposition. They've played Houston, Cincinnati, two okay offensive teams, and Indiana, Cleveland, Pitt, and Tennessee. When you say they don't allow a lot of points, they haven't really played too many offensive juggernauts in the past month in Indiana, Cleveland, Pitt, Tennessee, as I mentioned. So I reckon those uh, defensive stats there are a little skewed because they're all teams that haven't worked it out at the minute. So I reckon Detroit's offense is still going to be too much for the Baltimore defense who haven't been challenged in the last month. So it's still for me. The only query is Detroit's backfield, no Montgomery. So look, they he came out last week. So look for Jared Goff to throw a lot of short passes again to Amon Ra, who stood up. I still, yeah, so I, on my point there, Detroit winning uh, Amon Ra to have another blonder. What do you think? Well, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be backing me Raven boys in. I reckon they're being solid. Um, what do I think? I have a feeling this will be like a 30. This will be like one of this is game of the round, one of the games of the round for me. I think this could just be explosive, just massive plays, very little defense. Um, and whoever's got the ball at the end wins. Uh, now, Rat, just help me out here because my apps are playing up. Uh, where's this? Pl- is this a, is this in um, Baltimore? It is. It's at this Baltimore. Is in Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Ravens. Uh, because it's at Baltimore. And a bit like earlier, I forgot to say, Jags are playing at the Saints. So I've just found me up now. It's working. Um, beautiful. So yeah, being a home game, I always say 50-50s. I, I like to take the home team. Um, I didn't get your tip earlier, by the way. Jags or Saints? Got the Jags. Jags winning. I reckon I'd take the Saints at the line. But yeah, I'll tip the Jags. But I reckon it'll be a real tight one just because it's at home and Trevor Lawrence's knee. Um, I'm tipping the Ravens, mate. The Ravens, I think they'll get it done one to thirteen, and they, the reason they'll get it done is I reckon because of that running back, um, Montgomery. He's out. Do you think they're going to fire up Gibbsy? Is I think Gibbsy's is he he's meant to be back this week. He's limited at practice Thursday, um, but if he's not back, they have Craig Reynolds who has looked all right. Um, upgraded to oh, he's also yeah, um, limited Thursday. So their back room's a bit of an issue. Yeah, I think. Gibbs- yeah, Goff's going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, well, they, they had the template for it last week. Gibbs will get a look in, but he won't get the the usage that Monty would get. Look for Gibbs to get around 10 to 14 touches, I think, as opposed to Monty's 20 to 25. Um, it worked well last week for the Lions with a lot of short throws. So um, that's why I still think they play similar to last week and get it done over the Ravens. And finally, my boy, Zay Flowers, got the touchdown. I tell you what, all the Stewie Jew boys got up, I think, there was so many of them last week. Pitts, Flowers, Cooper Cup. There was that many players finally getting their touchdowns. The one that's probably due now is Odell Beckham, and he is due. He has not had a touchdown in, oh, God knows how long. 
but he's got a good matchup and he's due, there should be some points in this one. Righto, let's continue to move on. We have the Raiders taking on the Bears. This one could be a stinker. Let me read this one out. You've got Brian Hoyer, who should start for the Raiders, taking on Tyson Bagent. Bagent? You have to tell me about this bloke because I've never heard of him. They're the two quarterbacks for the Raiders and the Bears this week. How, how can you predict what's going to happen with these two under center without being disrespectful? Oh, you can't, mate. It's oh, it's going to be a war of attrition with these guys. Uh, he's only been activated for three weeks and had 14 pass attempts last week. Played half the snaps after Fields went down. He got drafted out of a out of a shit college, so there wasn't too much tape on him coming out. Um, they obviously expected Fields to be healthy majority of the year. I look for the uh, the Raiders to get this done here, just due to. I reckon a bit more consistent quarterback play here, um, and Devonta Adams to get about. 15 targets. What are you thinking, Tommy? Yeah, I like it. I think targets is better than saying what how many yards he's going to get. He should get 100 yards because he should get 15 to 20 targets. Um, but you'd imagine if the, the Raiders are on top, they're going to lean heavily on Josh Jacobs. And if you go to the charts, Chicago are a team that allow a lot of points. He gets a great matchup this week. Um, I think that he will be the player um, that that I have my eyes on and in the props. I think he'll be getting, you know, just a lot of work. And he's had the last four weeks, he's had 17, 17, 20, and 25 rushing attempts. And over that time, he's had 62, 58, 69, and 77 yards. He's going at a really average clip, at like three yards per carry. It's pretty low. He's got a breakout soon. And I think this is the week. So keep your eyes on Josh Jacobs. Hasn't had 100 yards on the season. Hasn't even had 80 yards. This should be the week. Um, his line will be around 73 and a half, according to this sleeper app. But yeah, I really like Josh Jacobs um, this week. And yeah, who knows? It should be a low scoring game. You, you can't see it being too high, but you never know. Um, could be a lot of fumbles and whatnot uh, on on defense. All right, we'll move on. We won't spend too much time on your bears. Let's go to the Browns taking on the Colts. The Browns are probably expecting... Deshaun Watson to be around the mark. It says he was limited at practice with that right shoulder. So it's really hard to tell. You've got Gardner Minshew last week who threw three picks, went for 329 and one touchdown in the air. One thing you know with Gardner is he does air the ball out, but this week he gets a tough matchup. This Cleveland defense, I think they've got a record a record for allowing the least amount of yards since oh, a, a long time ago, I read during the, um, during the week. This defense is legit. So off the back of what they did last week, I can't tip against them. I think Cleveland Browns will win this game. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I reckon Cleveland win this. And I'm just looking, I've tipped the um, every away team so far. So that doesn't usually happen. But I think Cleveland win this one just due to your defense, as you mentioned. And I think it was the best uh, defense per yardage uh, in about 50 years, I think. So um, they're... They're flying. Miles Garrett looks like my defensive uh, player of the year at the minute. Uh, they're going way too good, especially with a uh, backup quarterback under center for the Colts. So the Browns for mine. If Deshaun Watson can get back, I look at their offense and I go, look, Chubb's not playing, but Kareem Hunt is. And he looked fantastic last week. 47 yards, 3.9 yards per carry and a touchdown and can catch the ball in the backfield. you got Amari Cooper, who's a star. Like he, one of the catches he took last week, go watch the highlights. 
He's kind of had a sore ankle. He's been limited at practice this week, but he'll be fine. And then you know how much I love Elijah Moore. They missed him deep last week. He hasn't really blown out yet, but if you watch the game, he's that impressive. He can do a lot. They jet sweep. They can put him in motion. He's he's really exciting to watch. This And then you've got Dave Njoku, who's playing at tight end. He's just a big beast. I just love what the Cleveland Browns have got. If they can string it together on offense, they are going to be so impressive. Um, and what they did last week was really cool to see. Yeah, I'm um I'm tipping Cleveland, and I think you got to watch Moss. I think Moss unders on run on rushing yards would be a really solid bet this week. I know it sounds silly, but his last, I think he's I don't know Jonathan Taylor. What's he had two games back now. He's kind of going to start to step up his role. He had six attempts, eight attempts, had six catches last week. So I just think they're going to start to ramp up JT's work. A lot of the a lot of his work's becoming in the backfield and receiving yards. Uh, but yeah, mate, Cleveland Browns for me. Not a really entertaining game, um, you, but yeah, three two and three three. This is a big game for both of those clubs. Anyway, let's move on to this one: the Bills four and two taking on the Patriots one and five. This one's at the Pats. Rat, what the Bills dished up last week on offense was really poor. Their defense has been holding up pretty well since they had those two massive injuries. Do you think the Bills just go bananas and let it all out on the Pats because? The Patriots, I saw, but I think before the last, I think before 2020, used to just bully them. Since then, it's like six and one. And I think they might have a little bit of, uh, you know, bad blood between these two. I just feel like they are going to go to the Patriots and give them an absolute hiding and put the coach under more pressure. What do you think? Yeah, same, mate. As you mentioned, the uh, Patriots look horrendous. And the Bills, being the outfit they are, not looking too crash hot last week. I think they come out and just wipe the floor with the Patriots, even if hey, there's another away win. That's the what the first five have gone away again. So, gee, that'd be that'd be rough if that happens. But the uh, yeah, Bills win away from home. Uh, Digs as well. Their, their formula their formula holds up. They've just got to got to get it all firing so look for Diggs to have another massive one he's been great form uh last week went for another 100 yards he's had 100 yards uh in every game but one and had uh 100 yards uh the last four games so the recipe success is get Diggs the ball Gabe Davis play a little complimentary role so the bills for mine at the Patriots Gabe Davis very quiet last week I think he he might fire up but yeah, I'm looking for the ground game. I want to see if James Cooks can get some work. He's, I just think that he's been playing really, really well. Five yards per carry last week. Um, but only got the 14 opportunities. They've been mixing it up with Latavius Murray, who had 12 himself and 45 yards on the ground. I don't know why they're not giving Cookie Boy more, yeah, uh, more attempts. And just hopefully, and it's great to see, but Damien Harris last week was a really scary one um, with the neck concussion. Hasn't been practicing, but the game stopped. You get nervous, mate. You get nervous these days, but he's all good. Thank God. Um, but that was a pretty scary one to see there. I'm not going to spend any time on the Pats not being disrespectful, but they're just really struggling and you don't know what they're doing. Kendrick Bourne actually is the guy that I've been on for a while and I think he's well, he got 89 yards last week, but he's the guy that I like. Other than that, I don't really like anyone. They're running backs. They're both getting, you know, Stevenson actually went off last week, then got a, got going. He had his second touchdown on the year. Um, but yeah, mate, I'm all about the Bills and I think they can be a bit of a statement game on offense after last week's struggle. Righto, let's go to Commanders taking on the Giants. 
This one's at New York. What do you think will happen in this one? Yeah, well, uh, New, uh, no, it's Washington. They have a very good defensive line, and we've seen the struggles regardless of who's playing for the Giants and their opposition's ability to get to Daniel Jones. So even with Quads Barkley back, I think that the defensive line of Washington will be able to get to Jones and upset him again and not be able to get the ball to his receivers. So, And Washington, Sam Howell has been... He's been great for fantasy fantasy owners, but the last two weeks he's shown three and two touchdowns. He he looks all right. He looks all right. So uh, back to our comments at the start of the year. Excited to see what Sam Howe can do. He's come good the last couple of weeks. What do they sit? They sit three and three. I think the Commanders get this one done as well, and another away win. So <laughs> I haven't got anyone winning at home yet. So I think the uh, Commanders get this one done. What do you think, Tommy? It's hmm, an interesting one. You know how important these games are between the Giants and the Commanders. Look, Saquon, when he's back, they look like a different team. They played the Bills last week. He has 93 yards on the ground. And they all of a sudden, you know, Waller gets that touchdown. They beat the Bills on the road. We might be sitting there saying something else. I honestly think this could be one of those upset games um, at home for the Giants. Now, look, I wouldn't be putting money on it. But like, as I said, I just think the Giants might be ready to just turn their form around. Um, the only problem is you just don't know what's going on with their quarterback. Is Daniel Jones starting or is it going to be Taylor? I don't know because of his neck. Um, but what I what I will say, my one of my locks of the week, I think, is Brian Robinson touchdown. Uh, I'll follow up with that later in, with our best bets. But Brian Robinson, he gets a great matchup this week. I think he will be an absolute stud um, in this one and look for Brian Robinson for a touchdown has a perfect matchup. I think he will be the one that gets over. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this game, right? I think, I think the other guy I've been really watching is Wondell Robinson for the Giants. He's just starting to work his way into the season. Um, he's had more snaps, but he had he's 62 yards, eight catches for eight um, targets. He's there. He's their kind of slot guy and he can kind of get him out of trouble like Kirk is at the Jags. I'm really liking him. And yeah, Waller continually frustrates me, not because of Waller. I think the fact that he doesn't get enough targets, but they can just start throwing the ball to Waller, Robinson and get Saquon in the game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win this. You know what? I'm going to tip the Giants. I think the Giants can win this game. Off the back of what I saw with their defense, I think House, I, I know you just pumped up How, but he's a bit... I don't know. I don't. I don't really rate him as highly as you do. So I, I reckon the Giants can get after him purely because it's at home. Righto. Let's go to the next one. There's only about six games to go. We have got the Falcons taking on the Bucks at the Bucks. Geez, did they struggle on offense last week? As soon as you shut down Rashad White, it looked like Baker didn't know what to do with it. He couldn't even get 200 passing yards against Detroit. They had a great matchup for that. Sorry, he did have 206, but he couldn't get going. He didn't throw a touchdown. He had one interception. He was really poor. Does he bounce back this week, Rat? Talk to me. Uh, I think he does. They'll go to the tape and be able to work out little little ways to get Rashad White involved. What he had seven attempts last week for 26 yards. I think Tampa still get this one done with the Falcons being away from home. They've been horrendous away from home this year. But as we've mentioned on the show before, mate, how good was it to see Drake London get involved, nine receptions oh. for 125 yards. And also your boy Pitsy stepped up the last couple of weeks. Look, 43 yards, but the tutty, the tutty. It was his four, third or fourth tutty in his career. You'd expect for someone that is so highly touted, he would have caught a few more tutties than that, being a tight end. But 
Look, it seems like they're starting to get their passing game rolling the Falcons. I still don't think it'll be enough for Tampa Bay, but it's good to see them rolling a little bit, uh, the Falcons. But the Bucks for mine here at home. First touchdown since week eight of 2022 for Pitsy. And we did talk about London, London, didn't we? We gave him a pump up. We told the Aces that Washington's secondary is horrific. And we didn't even mention that in the last game. The Giants can expose Washington's secondary. So it's going to be one of those ones. Maybe Waller does get going because Pitts got a touchdown last week in London. I don't really know who the wide receiver one is at the Giants. Anyway, back to this game. Goblin was the guy that we pumped up last week. And he did go well. He had 77 yards. Couldn't get a touchdown, but I put that down to probably Baker. It was one of his better games on the year. Evans has been quiet. Um, he only had the 49 and 40 the last two, or he had a buy in between. So he, he hasn't done much since the first three weeks. Um, anyway, oof. look, I've been really impressed with I'll be I've been really impressed with Falcons. The one thing that I'm really keen to see is like Robinson hasn't had a rushing touchdown yet. And they and they they're not listening to your rap. They're not listening to you. You know, he had 13 attempts for 37 yards and Algier had 13 for 51. So they're literally splitting the backfield. Like, give him the ball. If there's a week not to give him the ball, it's this week. Now, Tampa Bay have great run D. Great run D. So if you want to get on something, I think it's Bajan Robinson for receiving yards. Look for him this week. He'll get more targets. He's had six targets, five, six, five, two, and eight on the season. Last week was his best. His line will be about 25 and a half. I just think this week, Bajan Robinson over on receiving yards will be what I'll be looking for. Um, I'm going to tip. I'm going to, mm, Jesus. I, I feel like we're going way too many away games here. I'm going to tip the Bucks at home, bounce back. Should be a really, really tight game. Really enjoy Really looking forward to that one, actually. Okay, let's move on. Who are you tipping again? I've got the Bucks at home, mate. I reckon it's going to be too hot down there in Florida for the Falcons. Yeah, well said. Cardinals taking on the Seahawks. Well, you know my thing, just go against the Cardinals every week. It sounds disrespectful, but they're one and five. I think they did they beat Dallas. They beat someone that was like really good. Yeah, they beat yeah, they beat the Cowboys. Like that is outrageous how the Cowboys gave that one up. So if they take that out, they're zero and six. Anyway, they're one and five. They're taking on the Seahawks, who just got done by the Bengals in a really low scoring game. In fact, it was pretty hard to watch considering they. I thought they, you know, I just thought it'd be one of the games of the round. Now. You know how we talk about our, our Stewie Jew, uh, the bloke that's Jew? It's it's still my man Lockett. He had two touchdowns in week two, but I just can't get a touchdown from him. He had 94 yards. He had he had eight targets for six catches last week. He just can't get a touchdown, but he had so many opportunities and just, oh, you just can't pluck one. So I'm going to stick with him again. Tyler Lockett for a touchdown. He gets a great matchup this week against Arizona. And uh, I really like Seattle. You know what? Seattle best bet of the week. They're going to beat this team at home. And Hollywood Brown continually um, gets, he had 11 targets last week, 10 targets the week before. He only had 34 yards, but he's going to get a lot of targets again, you'd imagine. So they're the two I'll be looking at. Rat, what do you like in this Yeah, one? I think Seattle win this one at home, mate. As you mentioned, Seattle look, I really like the way they look. Kenneth Walker's been really good. Uh, yeah, he's a shoe-in for over 60 yards a game. And at least a tutty, he scored six on the season. So he's going at over one a game. Uh, as you mentioned, mate, not too much to see here with the Cardinals. They're amicable. They they keep themselves in in most games. But I just think uh, Seattle's firepower on offense is going to be too much for them at home. So Probably the easiest betting game of the round, I reckon. I, I, the Seattle's at home. You'd think Kenneth Walker gets on top. 
Um, you think Lockett and DK are getting their yards. They control the game and Cardinals will be chasing from behind. Their running back room's a bit banged up. And then you've got Hollywood Brown there um, for yards. And and if you look at if you look at our little thing there, like, you know, Dobbsy's thrown 200 pretty much every second week. He gets an amber matchup, which means it's not great. It's not bad. But you'd think that Hollywood Brown can get 50 yards receiving in this one. He's at 11. As I said, when you're getting that many targets, it's it's kind of a good thing. And their wide receivers have been traditionally going well um, against the Seahawks corners. Although Seahawks do have great defense. Man, I just think Seahawks are lock of the week, like just easy money. Um, anyway, let's move on. Steelers taking on the Rams at Rams. Oh, impressive last week. They lost their running back though. So Williams goes down um, and in comes Evans. I hope I've picked him up. There's a few there though. They've signed Royce Freeman. You've got Miles Gaskin. One of them are going to go off if Williams is to miss time. Cooper Cup, let's can we I want to remind everyone. So he's had a, he's had 118 and 148 yards the last two weeks. This is off injury. He's right? back. He's back. The week <laughs> last year, he went 100 he went 100 100, didn't get 100, 100 100, didn't get 100, didn't get 100, 100. So he's pretty much getting 100 nearly every week and then he got injured and then I think the year before that, he was going at 100 nearly every week, you know. And that was with Stafford. He, if you're going to have a play, it's just him every single week. He is unstoppable. Um, and I think he gets another good matchup this week against Pittsburgh. You know, he does. He gets a green light. So <laughs> another 100 and a touchdown. I would not be surprised, Rat. What do you think? Yeah, same, mate. I don't think Pittsburgh have enough on the offensive end. We haven't seen too much out of Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett this year. Um, yeah, as you just mentioned, mate, you don't need to look too far. Recipe for success. Feed, cut the ball. Puka plays a little a little complimentary role and with um, a couple second string running backs, I think similar to what we mentioned about Detroit game plan this week, there's going to be a lot of short throws to try just uh, keep Pittsburgh and JJ Watt on the hop, get the ball out quick to Cooper cup on these little short to intermediate routes. Look for him to have a big one. Well said, keep your eyes on Deontay Johnson hamstring practicing full Wednesday. He might be back. And if he's back, that offense will get a bit more juice. Pickens is the main man there. Najee Harris at running back. But like you said, that offense is really struggling. Let's see what they do. Um, I think they had a buy last week, right? Just to confirm, I'll just triple check that one. But they had the buy. So you think with a buy, you know what it's like when you have a buy? You address all the issues that you want. You work on them during the week. You do double the amount of work because you don't have to get sore on that weekend. You come back and you implement them. So you'd think their offense might fire up a little bit more. But I'm going to take the Rams at home. Let's get the home team going there, right? We can't keep tipping away, can we? Um, That's right. We cannot. All right, three games to go. These are massive games. The Chargers taking on the Chiefs. The Chargers are two and three, Chiefs five and one. Uh, the Chargers defense was actually pretty good last week. Their offense is what struggled. And your man Herbert was pretty disappointing. I'll give you the tip. He missed Keenan Allen live. Watching it live was amazing, but Keenan Allen was out, man. Like, I don't know if you saw this on the television because we don't get the same kind of footage as you do as a TV, but Keenan Allen on two deep balls, the whole crowd. I was next to some Dallas Cowboys fans and they were like joking around saying, oh my God, I can't believe you missed him. And then he did it again later in the game. I thought Herbert was a little bit off and you don't see that much. He's a, he's a stud. So do you think he can get this down the road? Because this is a, this is a must-win game. They're two and three, the Chargers. They, they yeah. go four. They're, go, they're gone. Oh, I know, mate, but like... He was sailing a couple balls. I don't know whether it was due to that finger and he wasn't able to group, even though it wasn't on his throwing hand. It just looked a 
he just did look a bit off. And on that Keenan Allen ball, I had the same gamer on, mate. And fuck, that would have been tick green light everywhere. That last one where Keenan would have gone for 50 yards if he caught it. He just needed to put it on his body. That would have been tick, 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 tick. Signed, sealed, and delivered. And he's let it sail. I just crumbled on the couch. It was, it hurt. I don't, um, I don't think charges are just, I'll just say charges are going to charge, mate. Like a game like this, they're just going to find some way to fuck it up. Like, so that's why I think. The Chiefs win at home. Mahomes will just manage the game so nicely. Kelsey's back. Rasheed Rice has popped uh, popped up and, and looked really good as a rookie wide receiver there. Uh, Keenan Allen has looked looked really good. Like he's obviously their wide receiver one by a long way. Palmer's playing a little complimentary role. Eckler was quiet last week. I just think the Chiefs are just going to have have too much because the Chargers are just so erratic at the minute. What do you think happens in this one, Tommy? Well, this is a game where you get two gun quarterbacks and hopefully it's one of those ones where it's just an old-fashioned offensive juggernaut. But yeah, watching live last week, my observations were um, they worked Eckler in nicely and they decided that he's probably going to get more, um, you know, look, they tried to run him. They couldn't run the ball against Dallas and this week's no different. Like they got Kansas City, probably not as strong as Dallas on defense, but not far off. And then they used Eckler in the passing game, but he didn't get to work. I think it's going to come down to Herbert and his arm. And the player that I was really impressed with was Joshua Palmer. I thought Palmer was really good. Like I, th- I thought he, he stepped up. He was quite impressive. Um, the guy that's really been letting them down is, is Quinton Johnson. He, he hasn't had, okay, he has this. So he's played one, two, three. Well, he got benched last week. Well, he's had five games and he has, he hasn't had over 40 yards in all of those games combined. Okay, so he's not getting it done. And they've got a guy called Guyton who is um, he returned to practice. He's on a 21 day window and he's quick. Anyway, he returns from the pup list, but he's one of those guys that can stream up the field. But it's all about Keenan Allen and Palmer. This is really simple. It's it's Keenan Allen, it's Palmer and it's Eckler. And then you go to the other side. And and, and like you said, Rashi Rice, when he's in the end zone, he's been really getting targeted. But um, look, I'm going to tip. This is, this is a bit of a weird one. I'm going to tip the charges in an upset. Uh, the reason is, I think it's it means more. I think Patrick Mahomes has been going quite average. Uh, as, you, as you saw against the Broncos, they weren't, they weren't much de- on defense there last week. And, um, you know, when Travis Kelsey, he, he, every time he like, I don't know, he tweaks his ankle, he, he kind of looks really painful and then he comes back. But he's got this feeling like he's just not right. And if he was to like get sore or something, they just don't look the same. They're missing something. So... Yeah, I'm going to tip the Chargers, mate. You? I'm going to go to the Chiefs at home just because I've seen it too often that the Chargers and Dan Staley find some way to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, as I said, I just think this is a great game for value and I think the Chiefs will be favourites, but um, but I, I I need the Chargers to win, man. I've taken them. I've taken, I, just, I, I want the Chargers, you know what I mean? I just think they've got to fire up. I'm sick of seeing the Chargers just, just disappoint me. Um, got an easy run after the next game, I think, so they might be able to get going. Okay, I know you got to run in a bit, so let's just get through these last two games. But they are going to be crackers. I tell you why. This next game is probably game of the, one of the games of the round, if not is. It is prime time Sunday night. Dolphins taking on the Eagles. This will be perfect for you. You should get this at about ten fifteen uh, in Gold Coast and eleven fifteen in Melbourne. Uh, Dolphins taking on the Eagles. Well, how do you stop Tyreek Hill, Mostert, and Waddle, and this? This offense, the tour, slinging the ball anywhere. But then on the flip side, the Jets just exposed Jalen Hurts. Do the Miami Dolphins grab a few things that they did last week, or, do the, or does this just become an absolute 
offensive juggernaut, like I keep saying, but it could just be slinging the ball up and down. It could be 300 yards for both, you know, QBs. It could be, it could be a lot of rushing yards for most of it. And you've got Swifty there who probably hasn't really been going as, as hard as he was week two and week three when he's going for a hundred plus. What do you think happens here? Cause this is a green light for everything. Yeah, so as you mentioned, how do you stop this offensive juggernaut? This is the game I've been waiting for Miami to have just due to how strong the Philadelphia defense is. And how I reckon you stop them is you've got to get to Tua. As we saw last year, the only way you upset Miami was getting Tua off the field. So you saw he obviously had his concussions. You don't want that to happen to anyone. But they've just got to rattle him. They've got to rattle Tua. They've got to get him outside the pocket they've got to you know what i mean they've got to make him feel the heat and then as you know in any sport like once you feel that perceived pressure you might start going long short just wayward on some throws so this is the one the challenge for the uh, miami offense that i've i've been after and being away from home as well at philly i'm really i'm really excited to see what the philly defense can do here and look for this class out outfit of philly to bounce back as well as you mentioned, AJ, their, their key to success is AJ Brown. Devontae Smith plays a complimentary role. Uh, DeAndre Swift, look for him to pipe up again. As you mentioned, he's been quiet even the last fortnight, averaging 35 yards. So Hurts needs, Hurts needs to step up. He Even on his rushes, he looks slow. He looked real slow last week, like he was going for him, but he wasn't actually taken off, wasn't hitting anything. So I still reckon he gets over with the tush push, as they call it, uh, this week. Um, and... This is the one. Can Tyreek Hill put up his massive numbers against a secondary like this? So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. I reckon the Eagles win this one, Tommy. What do you think happens? I think the Miami Dolphins win it. And I'll tell you why. Lane Johnson's out at OT. So he he allows Jalen Hurts to do what he can do, which he can just sit in the pocket and just see the field. With Lane Johnson out, this game completely changes. It changes the way you run the ball. It changes the way you throw the ball. I I think I honestly think that that Miami can get them, and and it's because of their offense. I think I I tell you what, because they're playing away, that's what levels this back up. This is going to be a, it's going to be really tight. But I'm going to tip Miami. I think Miami are having one of those seasons. I think I saw they've got like 600 yards of offense better than anyone else in the league, and it might be Philly at two. I can't remember who was two. But their offense is unstoppable. I don't think anyone can stop their offense. Do you want to stop them on the in the air? Then they'll just run the ball. No one's stopping most of it. The only thing that's going to stop it is if they get injured. If one of those three gets injured, Waddle or four? Tua, Waddle, Mostert, and Hill. One of them gets injured, then the whole thing changes. But if they're all healthy, I don't know how you can stop them. And what the Jets did last week, I thought they, you know, they kind of exposed Hurts. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens. But look, look for look for um you know, look for AJ Brown, look for your Tyreek Hill, look for all the guns. This could be the game of the round. It's going to make or break fantasy leagues. I can give you the red hot tip. Right, I'm tipping the Dolphins in an upset. Right, last game, 49ers taking on the Vikings. Give me your tip. Let's run through it. We just spoke about it before, but McCaffrey's questionable. Debo's questionable. Trent Williams is also questionable. And we know Jefferson isn't playing for the Vikings. What do you think happens in this one? As we saw last week with the Vol. Vikings, they struggled to really get it going. And no one really stood up as we touched on KJ Osborne. Does he have it in him? I'm unsure after last week. He had a massive game there at halftime lined up for him. Hawkinson, look, we we know what we're going to get out of him. You're going to get your 50 to 70 yards. 
I just think regardless of who's out for Sam Fran, their D is going to be way too strong to be able to get to Kirk Cousins, put him under the pump. And now knowing what uh, weapons Purdy has for this week, they'll be able to game plan for that. And I still think he'll look calm and collected in the pocket and look for Ayuk to have a massive one with Debo being under the weather. He's going to emerge or has emerged as their wide receiver one. So I reckon Ayuk for a massive game and the Niners to win. What do you think happens, Tommy? I love it. If, if Debo misses Ayuk, it's so simple. Ayuk. And then you've got to look at who they're, who's their backup running back. Um, Elijah Mitchell would step up to the plate. But yeah, I think it'd be one of those ones where they're slinging the ball. And I don't think you should give up on Osborne, man. Like I said, he had 48 yards, right? He had 48 yards in the first half. He had five targets for four receptions. I don't think he got targeted in that second half. And I, and I reckon it comes down to the game script. I, I, I honestly think you just got stitched up with the game script, Rat. And I, I'd imagine that San Fran win this game. So they'll be playing from behind. So you can't you can't jump off your man, KJ Osborne. If you go to last week's game, it was a sloppy, sloppy game. And a lot of fumbles and turnovers or whatever happened. But 19-13, I just think that um, you stick with him. He's the main man on that offense. It's, just, it's Addison, Osborne, Hawkinson, and uh, the running back room, as you know, can get a bit awkward there with acres but i've just got my eyes back on san fran i reckon a lot of people are jumping off you know as soon as you lose they get all these people go oh now san fran they might not be who we think they are well you'll see this week and i'll be tipping the uh the 49ers and i think au what you just said is music to my ears the only thing i want you to watch is the weather at you got to start to look at the weather report now we're in a week seven that's the only thing that can sometimes upset Good thing Minnesota's in a big dome, mate. So I don't think that'll uh, that'll. Oh worry yes, too it is too. Punches. It is too. Sorry, mate. I didn't even check that. I thought it might have been in San Fran. Well, it's in the dome, so Ayuk might be our best bet of the week next to Brian Robinson for me, mate. That's all I've kind of got for us. Um, I think week seven there's some mm, there's some okay games, but I can't wait for that Miami and. Uh, Philly matchup. And I think the Ravens and Lions game is one of those ones that also should be really exciting. But the easiest week, uh, easiest betting game, I think Seattle at home taking on the Cardinals is something that you should really zone in on. Have your same game multi on that one. It should be pretty fun. Uh, Mate, anything else to add? Nothing, mate. We covered it all pretty well, I reckon. A lot of big games. Miami, massive game for mine, as we mentioned. And Detroit, the Detroit Ravens, Miami, Philly, other games I'll be watching quite intently this weekend with a couple contenders going at it. Oh, I love it, mate. Well, I appreciate you getting up really early. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, there could be a little bit of a delay on this one. I'm not sure. We'll try edit it. It's due to the fact that I'm in the States and Rats in Gold Coast. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how we go. Rats, send me your best bets. I'll post them um, Sunday Australian time so that people can follow. We might even say, you know, just break them up so people can see what we're thinking and they can multi if they want. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Again, Rick's Eyewear. If you head online, we have Soho Cherries are back in stock. We've had heaps of people messaging us. Um, use our discount code ACES at checkout and you'll get 20% off and free express shipping. And also Sports Where I Am. If you're going to go book some tickets to any sporting events, same thing, use the discount code ACES at checkout and you'll get a little discount. Um, it's only a little discount, but it does make a huge impact because the ticket prices, I tell you what, right? They're not cheap. They're not cheap. I've been hitting up Paddy Steinford, our man, to see if we get some Brooklyn Nets for uh, the season opener next week. But Rat, that's all I've got for us, mate. Thank you for your attendance as always. Good luck. Hope you lose fantasy because uh, me and Dion are three and three and we need to win this week. But I don't know who you're playing, but you're sitting above us. So 
Uh, other than that, hope all goes well, brother, and I will chat to you soon. Enjoy, Tommy. Good work. See you, mate.